this this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Thank you for listening to Perfect Organism Podcast. We're doing things a little bit different today. It's just me, but Aaron Percival, a lot of people know will know him as Corporal Hicks from AVP Galaxy. He is one of the co-founders of AVP Galaxy. He has graciously decided to uh, have a conversation with me today. So I really hope you guys enjoy. Pete will be back uh, for the next podcast in a couple weeks. Thanks so much. I'm curious kind of how you guys started. Um. Well, it, it was it was actually Darkness that started it, um, the sort of co 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 partner. Um, but it was it was all his um, baby back in two thousand and two, actually. Oh wow! Uh, but uh, that at that point, it was it was just it was a play about for him. Um, it didn't sort of become. It didn't look anything like it 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 does now until about a couple of years later when he turned it into a new site for the first AVP film. Okay. Um, so that that's when it, it took the shape of, of what it is now, you know, a new site. It was more than just a simple resource. It started to become this community. It was constantly active, constant news. Uh, and that, that was a good time. Um, I, I wasn't involved with the website at that point. I was doing, doing my own little thing, um, my own website called AVP World, which, which was, to be quite frank, uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So what 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 was the catalyst for you guys joining up? It wasn't until two thousand and six, actually. Okay. Um, Darkness had seen um, AVP, the the film, and well, it, it was good. It was it was nothing like we'd expected. So we actually he actually shut the website down for a short period. Um, I, I can't remember how long it lasted. Probably a year or so. Okay. But during during that point, I was. I was still on doing my thing. Um, I, I eventually quit my website to work with um, work with AVP News, which was a reincarnated version of um, the AVP News from like the early two thousand. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there was like a a, tri- um, a trinity of uh, AVP related websites, which was um, AVP News, Planet AVP, and another one called AVP Network. Yeah, I know that there was a lot. I mean, as a fan, I've never been a fan. Of the AVP films per se, or even the lore, I, I've always been an Alien fan or a fan of the Alien saga of you know um, for a long, long, long time. Um, but then AVP came out, and I, being I just I, I went to see it just because I want to see aliens on screen again, you know. And it was yeah. terrible, but it was still fun, you know. <laughs> um, were you a, were you a fan? I mean, I'm sure you were, but I'm just kind of asking for my own knowledge. Were you a fan of the Alien films before, or were you more of a got involved when they started crossing universes? Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> Alien's actually been a part of my life for about 20 years now. All right. Um, you know, a good four-fifths of my life. And um, it, it was it, it was a nightmare fascination for me because I first saw it when I was I was it was literally the day before my fifth birthday oh wow um if you got the anthology box set uh yes the blu-ray yes yeah have you seen the video called aliens ride at the speed of fright no I haven't okay check it out I think it's on the last disc okay but it, it was a um it was a, a simulator ride type thing where you sit in these chairs that move and you've got this 
movie on the screen, so your sort of chairs are simulating the dropship going through um, the atmosphere and stuff like that. Uh, it was it was terrible. It was, it's a little twenty minute sort of film with the chairs moving to simulate what's happening, and it had um, Jeffrey Coombs. Are you a fan of Star Trek at all? Uh, I am a bit of a Trekkie for sure. The name's ringing a bell, but I'm not yeah. placing it. He was Shran from Enterprise, the um, the Andorian. Oh, antagonist. of course, of course, yes. Where you were in Deep Space Nine, who was one of the um, bad guys, the the Vortivore, not the Vortivore, sorry, the Vortivore, the clones. Yeah. So yeah, he he was in it, um, and it it was terrible um, for <laughs> ages. <laughs> for ages, I thought I'd imagined it. It wasn't until sort of the anthology was starting to come out where the footage actually ended up online where I realised I hadn't made it up. And that was my first exposure with the with the franchise. And I got home, my dad says, I've got the film, that's based on, do you want to watch it? Q five years worth of nightmares. Um, <laughs> slept, <laughs> slept face down thinking that the chest burster couldn't come out of my chest if, if it was uh, against wow. the mattress. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting. Um, so that makes you about 25 then, right? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, is there, what's your favorite film? I don't have a particular one. Really? Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3 are hold in the same esteem. Okay. Um, and which I prefer at that point varies very much on what sort of mood I'm in, where I, you know, where I'm in my life. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That you're unusual in that regard. Most people hone in on one film. Um, I can't do that. They 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 were all beautiful in their own way, and that's what makes that initial trilogy so so special to me. Yeah. And what what are your thoughts on Alien Three? Um, there, it's a very controversial film. I happen to love the film. I also happen to be very. Uh, uh, critical and have on been ongoingly critical towards the effects of the film, which I think really mar it. But I think it is beautiful and it is it's an amazing film, and I think it's very underrated. I completely agree. Um, my dad actually said to me before we sat down and watched it, "This this sucks." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of went into it expecting some terrible, crappy film, and I loved it. Even even from even from an early age, I would have been ten when I watched it the first time. I had the five years of nightmares until I accidentally walked in on him watching it one day, Aliens, and I turned around to walk straight out when I realised what was on. And he was, no, sit down, watch it. (laughs) Got got addicted to it, and as soon as it was done, I was like, next one, please. Wow, wow, that's great. (laughs) You know, I had a similar situation, I remember, uh, in the 80s. um, They were broadcasting Aliens on TV. This had to have been about 86. 88 or 89 because I believe it came out in 86 and um, there's a television on in my parents bedroom and I'm seeing Ripley it was the scene where she's she's got the the incinerator and she's lighting up all the eggs in the you know in the chamber and I was I looked at my dad and I was like what is this and he's like do you want to watch it Um, and then I was like yeah but my mom was like no (laughs) <laughs> I think I was only in 88 I would only have been 12 um, but of course eventually I did watch them um, and it 
there's something about the, you know, and I think everybody kind of is drawn to certain things for a reason. And for myself, I was drawn to the Alien series because it was tapping on something, I don't know, inside me where obviously there's, you have Ripley and she's this character. She's kind of the pivot point for the whole series. And she's telling people something is wrong and no one's listening to her. And I could identify with that in a lot of ways. But I was also like into puppetry and, and just Star Wars and it kind of fit right into all of that stuff as well. I won't, wouldn't really understand the psychology of why I was into it until, of course, years later. But, uh, yeah. and I, I think you, you make an interesting point in terms of, uh, not having a, a favorite. I, now, now in terms of dialogue and the most realistic characters, alien all the way. Yeah. Um, and the second to that in terms of dialogue and realistic characters would be aliens. I, you know, James Cameron really wrote really, really great dialogue and not just funny one-liners. These people were alive, you know, and you really believed who they were. That um, film set the tropes for a lot of militaristic sci-fi after that as oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's that's how influential and how amazing it, it, it was. Yeah. Um, even that film that came out the same year Resurrection came out um, – with Starship Troopers? Yeah, it was that same kind of military, let's kill the bugs. Of course, it sucked, and it was very campy. <gasps> <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> yeah. you, do you like uh, that film? I That series is my guilty pleasure series. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's, it's completely different sort of feel to the aliens in that it's very... Um, oh, come on. Satirical. Yeah. It, it's it's very satirical and it's completely different, but you know, it's it's not something you got to take seriously. Yeah, for sure, and it's fun. It really, really is. It's fun. Like, um, oh, what's that film with Sigourney Weaver where she plays a blonde in space? What's the space? Uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. It's fun, like Galaxy Quest. Yeah. yeah. Very tongue in cheek. Um, but moving back to AVP Galaxy. During the whole build-up for Prometheus, and then, of course, after they release the DVD, and there's all these specials, and there's that three-hour documentary, and the only website they showcased with a was the ABP Galaxy website. Um, yeah. And I thought I it was awesome. Bro. It almost was like the unofficial, official site that even Fox goes to. How did that well, affect you guys? Well, yeah, it was far back as um, AVP Requiem, curse the name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fox made a comment to us which we ended up taking as as like our unofficial tagline which was the pulse of the alien and predator community interesting so you know we've had a we've had a little bit of a relationship with them for for quite a while now you know yeah since since avpr i mean it's it's nothing to the extent of what they were with avp news back in the day because i think that was actually run by fox it was owned by fox but you know, as as the website that's sort of endured the longest, I don't think any other aliens-related website has lasted quite as long as we have. Yeah. Um, now it makes us quite identifiable as, as somewhere to go for the community. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had the folk at, um, down at Pinewood when when they were working on Prometheus. You know, Checking the website, seeing what would lead, seeing what we've got our hands on, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. So, you know, they're there, they watch. People don't think they watch, but yeah, they do. Oh, of course they do. And I, at the same time, you know, you guys are, you're not just the pulse of the alien predator community, you're also 
um, you get the word out. You are in some ways uh, a vehicle for them to help create. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you help create excitement for the films, mm, yeah. um, and, which essentially is you help you help make money for them. Um, and I, that, that's that's a, that's a great place to be in. And I know you know when anything comes out um, these days, any kind of news, I go to you guys right away. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I, again, I'm not as active as I am now. You know, now I am a little bit more, well, a lot more, uh, just because of uh, Bloom Camp's oh, Alien, okay. and then we have a Prometheus Two, and um, which, what do you like? Well, in terms of AVP, I, I, your your website, I've noticed these days, and maybe it's just where you guys are right now in terms of just the graphics, but I've noticed I don't see any Predator stuff anymore. I see Alien stuff. Darkness likes to. Uh, that's a word. This um, it, it goes with the current theme. Okay. So um, he he's personally more of a predator fan. I'm more of an alien fan. Oh, that uh, works but, out. But you, you'd never know that. I mean, he's he's the one that does all the um, all the hard work in in building the the actual physical website, you know, or the graphics or the layout or that kind of thing. Okay. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to see his, his bias through that. And just sort of scrolling back through the history. And the earlier incarnations were very much a mix of Alien and Predator because yeah. that, 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 that was the theme at the time. Yeah. And then we got the uh, the 30th anniversary of Alien and that's when that sort of theme thing started to come in. So we had a we had an Alien-only theme for that point and then Predators came out and it was all about the Predators theme and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, with us just having... Alien Isolation being the huge big thing. That's yeah. sort of why we're, we're looking alien, alienesque at the minute. And we are working on a new well, darkness is working on a, on a new layout, which is which is more AVP themed again, more mixed. Okay, okay, yeah. I just thought I and my first initial impressions were maybe they're moving away from the predator portion just because. Oh, no. uh, okay, so yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you're called AVP, but at the same time, uh, I. I because the films weren't successful, I, I watched them and they were certainly entertaining. The first one I thought, compared to the second one, was a masterpiece. Um, the second one was just trash. Yeah, I mean, the, they even tried to replicate like even the woman who ended up being the star. She looked like Sigourney Weaver. Mm. She had her hair like Sigourney Weaver. She had a little girl. It was very much people who loved aliens trying to recreate aliens. Um, Ew. It was it was pretty much a fan's best of montage as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm curious. Um, like, what do you guys like? Do you think, do you think that a, a more AVP films will ever be made? I, I don't think so myself, but I think we will eventually. You think so? Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, we're we're at a point now where there's a lot of revitalization of of old. Of old ideas, true. You know, we're getting we're getting a new predator, we're getting um, a new alien. Which, to be fair, I I thought we were more likely to see another AVP before we'd ever see another alien. Yeah. So, and and you know we've got Prometheus. So, those are three of the four core franchises that we, you know, we follow. Um, getting new films after maybe not doing so well of late, and I I can honestly see them coming back and trying again i just hope they do it right yeah 
Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, again, to be honest, I, I've never really been that interested in a crossing of the, the universes. I just feel like the, the characters, the, the creatures, well, first of all, I think that the alien films and even the predator films, they're, they're, they're films about people that are in, uh, uh, kind of extenuating circumstances and they have to kind of get out of those circumstances and something's hunting them. The, the what makes the alien films films gripping aren't so much the creep creatures. It's been Ripley. It's been how she and her co her co stars deal with the situation they're in to the best of the, their abilities. The aliens are the MacGuffin. They're the they're the uh, the story the yeah, story device. Yeah, totally. And I, someone had said a while ago, oh, I want to see a film about aliens doing all the stuff. And I said that doesn't interest me in in the least. I, if there's no if. The, the creatures are fascinating, and I love seeing them, um, and I hope that they can be scary again because they're really not scary anymore. Um, I think isolation. That, yeah. You'll take that back. Yes, I know, and I will at some point. Um, I'm not much of a gamer, but I'm going to play that game for sure. Um, but I, I, I think if they can do an alien, an AVP that's, that's really gripping and it's got really believable and smart characters, I'm all for it. Um, Thing is, that, that series is... It is about the creatures. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, that that's that's the title. It, it's it's the concept of, you know, it'd be cool seeing predators, you know, go up against the aliens. Yeah. So if if creatures aren't really what you find most fascinating, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's a fuck ton of stuff to take from the films. Yeah. There's so many themes, so many elements. But if if it's not really the creatures, then the crossover might not be so interesting to. Yeah. To people, and I don't know if creatures can really hold a film, which we've seen with AVP. Um, I, it, the creatures, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more okay. than cool, um, because it, there's a lot of films that look cool that that don't have any substance to them. It needs to be fun. Yeah. Um, the the comics, the games, they've always sort of lent on the alien side of things. Okay. So you know, there's the fun characters. You've got your Colonial Marines. It's action. It's thrilling it's tense it's sort of roller coaster ride games and comics and stuff like that so where i think the new uh, the new ones the um the films went wrong is they'd stop they didn't lean on aliens they they lent on sort of the modern day predator kind of thing mm-hmm. and that's where i think it it failed because don't get me wrong i enjoy predator the predator series i really do but i don't i don't think it's as as highbrow as as alien as yeah. the alien series yeah or is is enduring cinema, and I think that going forward, they are better going back to sort of where AVP came from, and looking at the alien side of things. You know, t- take a cue from Hudson's kind of character, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and speaking of uh, kind of lowbrow, maybe is I think Resurrection really was a, you know, if you look at Resurrection, it kind of has that campy, almost parody feel feel to it um where it kind of stepped into that not that i don't even i think the first avp film was better than resurrection to be honest that's how bad resurrection was um but it took a step into being kind of ridiculous in some sense um but that's what happens when you have a non-english speaker trying to direct a a very serious uh film anyways you know i was very disappointed about that film is that there was all these talented individuals who'd come together that didn't quite gel yeah, I mean, what what people tend to forget about Alien is it works because it was it was a collaboration between so many talented people, Absolutely. the same wavelength. Yeah, you know, so many people just sort of 
throw praise at Scott, um, but it's 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 not all on one person. But Resurrection, it was sort of the opposite of this because Whedon is a is a fantastic writer. I mean, Firefly, Serenity, The Avengers, Buffy, all that. The 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 good, they're not alien. Yeah. And uh, Jeanette, who's he's done some gorgeous stuff. Oh, Have you yeah. ever seen? Oh, City of the Lost Children. Oh, I'm I'm a huge Jeanne fan, huge, huge, huge. I was a big fan before he did Resurrection, um, Delicatessen, City of Lost Children, um, a very long engagement. I mean, his partnership with Caro. I mean, brilliant man, brilliant. But he he wasn't suited for Alien. No, he was not. And there was all these other talented uh, people. The, the cast, I think, they completely misused uh, Orson. Oh shit, what's his name? Orson Leyland. Yeah, Leyland Orser. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Brad Dourif, they completely misused these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say uh, Leland Orser's performance was probably one of the most gripping when they find him in that, in that, um, whatever that room, and he's sitting there and he's room. very disturbed, very, very disturbed, and he just he's really he he sells his performance. Um, him and Sigourney Weaver are probably. the the two only really gripping people in the film. Everybody else is kind of like a caricature of, of, uh, of a better character that we had seen in, in a better film. Um, but I'm interested in like what your, what your guys' discussions been or your discussions with Darkness and your kind of your own community of, within AVP in terms of Bloom Camp and what you guys, are you guys excited about that or what do you think? Being a fan of the, you know, the, the Alien 3, knowing that there's a film coming that is going to kind of Say sorry that didn't happen. I'm dis- disappointed. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, like, like I say, I, I enjoy Alien Three. I'm not oblivious to its flaws, um, not in the slightest. Yeah. And I, I understand how people could be angry at the, the way they handled um, Hicks and Newt's departure. Yeah. I get that. I really do. But it serves the, it serves the tone of the film. It serves the whole point of the film. And I enjoy that film for for what it does. Now, on the flip side of it, I I'm excited to see a new Alien film, and I'm excited to see somebody who's as enthusiastic as Bloom Camp sounds. And you know, it's it's cool to see my namesake back in. Well, <laughs> assuming I'm going to be seeing my namesake back in yeah. uh, back on the screen. Yeah. So yeah, I'm good that Alien Three is being removed. I say removed. It's it's been Side, replaced. Yeah, sidestepped or yeah. of some degree to some degree. Um, and I, I, what I love about Alien Three, to be honest, was that Fincher was like, "Sorry, this isn't a happy ending. People yeah. they died, and I know you wanted this family, but this does the story doesn't have a good ending." And it felt more real in some ways. Yes. Like, and I, I know a lot of the kind of the chorus from the fandom has been. More Colonial Marines, let's kick ass. And I've never been a fan of that. I loved Aliens, I really do. It's probably the film I watch the most, even though my favorite might be Alien. Um, but I, I felt like I, I have always felt like we don't need another Aliens. You, we've had films try to make another Aliens, Alien Resurrection, AVP Requiem, and they failed terribly because that idea has been done before. Um, let's move on to something a little bit more different. And Fincher did that in a great way. Um, and but that's what happens when you kill off characters people love. They get angry and they get pissed. Indeed. But the, the idea of moving away from sort of the colonial marines. I mean, people people like them. People love them. Yeah. And I I personally see it as the failure to do it again right. Yeah. Which leads to people wanting to see them 
continually. I mean, Creative Assembly, when they came to do an Alien Isolation, they looked at Cloning Marines, the game, and this this failure of of people being able to recreate that feeling. Yeah. And, you know, they, they saw this other desire going, all right, maybe try something different. And, and they did a fantastic job with it. They took it back to the original and made it made it fun again well not fun made it scary again yeah so the, the idea of repeating a um, a previous sort of feeling for a theme and tone i don't think it's necessarily a bad idea i think it's the execution that matters yeah i would agree and you know seeing um bloom camp's uh conceptual art for his alien film um i could tell that even in that still or that image of Ripley and Hicks, um, but then you have all these other image, this all this other imagery of the derelict or some derelict in a silo, and then all this other stuff. It almost had this. I, I could tell right away that this man is pushing this further. He wants to see where James Cameron's idea would go, um, and it's had a fresh feel. Like it had something that we could really identify with in terms of characters we loved, but you could tell he was going somewhere a little bit different. And uh, I, you know, my my fingers are crossed for his film. Um, my concern is always, and I even have the same concern for the new Star Wars film, chemistry. That's great if you want to reunite these people, um, these characters that we love. But it's been a long time since they've been on screen. Um, uh, Spielberg and Lucas tried to do that with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He reunited Karen Allen and you know Harrison Ford, and they had zero chemistry. But in the first film, they had amazing chemistry. Um, but that be- happened because it was poor direction. Um, so I, I'm very, very concerned, and I and I hope he can really recapture the chemistry that Hicks and Ripley had together. Completely agree. Because that's half half of the element of what people loved about Aliens. It was this whole atomic family thing at the end of it. Yeah. So one of the things I'm actually really curious about is to, is to see how he how he handles the family. Yeah aspect of it i mean did you ever read the the original dark horse comics that Newt's tale? Be f- no no um book one uh, book two um earth war i think the third one was called. you know what i might have it's been so long i mean that was when i was a teenager um but i remember buying newt's tale i remember buying alien three i remember buying a lot of aliens comics and i think i bought that one but i don't remember much of it Okay. Well, the, the, the first three were done before Alien 3 came out. Oh, okay. And they actually followed on Hicks and Newt. And it was... I can't remember how long. It was some years after after Aliens had taken place. So Newt, and Ripley's um, in cryosleep, isn't she? I can't, I can't remember. I think so. To be perfectly honest, because I read the, the, the remasters of it where they actually changed them to uh, Wilkes and Billy. Yes. But you, you can see you can see the original in there, and it it was a different a different way of of going forward with aliens. I mean the 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 family aspect wasn't completely there because Ripley disappeared and she didn't come back until the third book. And Newt's this sort of damaged adult, and spent most of her you know most of her life after after aliens in a mental institution, and Hicks had become this embittered. Marine, hmm. and I'd be interested, especially with the physical time gap between Aliens and Alien Five. It's very sort of similar to what the comic did. I mean, would would he take that road? Would he would he, he he use the time gap 
to do that sort of thing. Yeah, um, and well, how does he handle Hicks or Newt? I'm sorry, like is she does she age as well? Because clearly they're going to have to explain uh, Ripley's and Hick, Newt and Hicks aging. Um, and maybe and it's not a subtle aging either. Is yeah. it? It's not like the yeah. um, the seven five or so years whatever between Alien and Aliens where there's a sort of subtle aging of Ripley. But yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be significant and he's going to be need to address this point. Unless they go the um, the CGI de aging way, which I really hope they don't. Well, I hope they don't. But there's lots of stuff that they could do with even very um, light prosthetics to de age them just a bit. Where they, I, I think that they could really work. Not de age them to okay. Now Sigourney Weaver looks thirty five or forty, but Sigourney Weaver might look forty five or fifty. Um, I mean, she's still. I mean, I've seen photos of her with doing all the chappy. Uh, promotion. She looks fantastic. She certainly looks older, but she looks great. I mean, I, she, I think she'll be able to jump right back into the role of Ripley, and I'm there, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. So if she's going to age, then that means Newt's going to be older. Um, and who's going to play that character? Is it going to be Carrie Hen? Most people think no. Um, I don't, don't think so either. Yeah, I, mean, I wish. She's but, not an actress, is she? Yeah, she isn't. I mean, I don't even know. I don't... She probably... Yeah, it would... I mean, I would love to see Carrie Hen in the role of Newt because it's her role. Um, to see another actress in it, I, I guess it, she'd be an adult, so it wouldn't really matter. But that's my own like purist. I really want to see all of them together again. Um, and Carrie Hen does go to um, the old convention. Yeah, there's the the 25 year anniversary photo that they took a couple yeah. years ago in Canada, um, and they're all together. Um, so who knows? Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, quickly, and the, well, not quickly, but the last thing I want to discuss with you, um, and thanks again so much for doing this interview. I really, again, I, I feel like there's a lot happening. You know, we're, we have two films on the way out. We have Bloomkamp's Aliens uh, sequel, and then we have the Prometheus sequel. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, and Prometheus is a very divisive film. I love it, but I don't love it. Um, and uh, there's... I think it's actually an iconic film. I think that there's the the, the engineer is something that's going to be um, talked about for years and years to come. It's a part of uh, it's a part of um, pop culture in many many ways. I think Ridley Scott did some great great work in that film. Um, but to be honest, when I cons- I compare a um, or I I hold in my hand or I weigh in my hand the Prometheus sequel and the Alien sequel. I almost don't care about the Prometheus sequel. I care about the the film with Ripley in it. You know. Yeah. What do you guys think, or or yourself personally? I thought Prometheus was a mess. Yes. Um, that's the only way I can really describe it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some elements that I did really like in it. I mean, David is brilliant. Wonderful. Oh yes. I think I think that film ended up with well that and uh, Magneto. Uh, First class ended up with me having a man crush on Fazbender. Yeah. Um, you know, he's sort of seen in the Ori in with all the holographic um, planets and that around him were, were brilliant. But I prefer the original version, and, it, and not because not because it was it was alien. I don't dislike it because it turned away from alien. I dislike it because it just it made a mess of itself. In in the alien version, it all made sense. It all came together. All the characters made sense. The motivation made sense. The connection between all the creatures made sense. Yes. Um, 
and and the final the final film didn't because Lindelof thinks uh, ambiguity is good you know good script writing but that's a whole other argument. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, I'll, and I think Lindelof also thinks this. My percept, my opinion is that he thinks audiences the audience is stupid. Um, yeah. And I and and the best directors when Ridley Scott was in his prime in terms of Alien, Blade Runner, Legend, all those years, he really believed, you know, when they were in the struggle of being a filmmaker, that he had they he had a lot more respect for the audience, whereas now they're not in that struggle. They don't they don't they can't connect to their audience. And I think Lindelof is there too. And I think part of my issue and I've I've talked about this with before with Pete on our podcast, is a successful sequel or in a successful film period is going to Treat its audience like they're smart. Treat their audience like they're capable people and not treat them like they're stupid. And that's what I think Prometheus did in many ways. At least Lindelof's rewriting of Space Script, just like we're stupid, like, oh, so the geologist gets lost. You don't think we're going to miss that? You don't think we're going to notice that? It is the same in, same in the Star Trek reboots. Yeah. Because um, that was him and his cronies that did those films. And I feel so insulted when I watch when I watch them. Um, JJ, Star, Star Trek's really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I was brought up on Star Trek. Me too. And I actually very... love his films, to be honest. Sorry? Second. I actually love the, his Star Trek films. Well, it's it's the same problem I have with Prometheus. I think they're gorgeous-looking films, yes. but I think they've got no soul. I mean, okay. I, th- I think what he did with Star Trek was ingenious in terms of rebooting it using the parallel universe and everything. And the whole industrial thing of it looks gorgeous and all the space scenery looks amazing but it, it's silly little things like um, th- this will always always piss me off the second um, oh god I, I hate doing this as well calling it the second film it's not the second film the 12th film Into Darkness Yeah. Um, they have a spaceship Okay, it, it's a spaceship it flies through space they want to hide it from the, the, the population of a planet they land the fucking spaceship in the ocean. Oh, and so no one sees it going in the ocean, but they all see it coming out of it. Yeah. So got I, it. Got it. Yeah. It, it it's that kind of stuff that that irritates me. But I think they're gorgeous looking films. Don't get me wrong. I'll queue up to see the third. Oh my god, I'm doing it again. I'll queue up to see the thirteenth one. The, uh, <laughs> I'm the with you. Reboot. I'm with you there, though. I think. I, I mean, I'm an artist, and I am someone who's in love with aesthetics and beautiful looking things. But in terms of art that has function, which are films, it has to be more than beautiful, you know? Um, even we are talking about Genet earlier, his earlier films were gorgeous, but they weren't just gorgeous. They were really um, textural, intelligent, well-written movies. Um, and I, 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 I'd have to look at... Um, and I think I approached Star Trek with a completely different uh, mindset than I approached hard sci-fi like Blade Runner, like the Alien series... Um, where I have a lot of questions going in there. I have a lot of philo- philosophical ideals. Um, whereas with Star Trek, I'm like, whatever. Uh, this is just eye candy. And I've been watching Star Trek original trilogy. I've actually, um, on, I'm in the second season of Enterprise right now, which I hated when I first saw, and I'm loving the second time around, which is odd. Season three? Yeah. Completely picked. Oh, really? Yeah, um, that, 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 that's the unwritten rule of Star Trek. Season three, it gets good. Okay, okay, and it's getting better and better. But anyways, uh, I so probably the the issues that you have that are like Prometheus with the new Star Trek films, I'm not seeing as much because I approach these films as just great fun. You know, nothing to really overthink. I don't ever think about Star Trek 
um, when I'm you know writing or when I'm thinking about art, I'm thinking about Blade Runner. I'm thinking about Alien. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about 2001. I'm thinking about Aliens. I'm thinking about Alien 3, films that resonate with me psychologically and emotionally, where Star Trek doesn't do that whatsoever for me. That's fair enough. Um, different strokes for different people. Indeed, indeed. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I also love all the, um, pretty much all the films you just mentioned there. I mean, 2001 will always be one of my favourite favorite films um, in terms of visuals. Um, but again, the, that that's the sort of thing where it took a little bit of expanding for me to really appreciate that story. I had to read the book to figure out what the hell was happening at the end. But, <laughs> you know, once I read that book, I had a complete different appreciation for the film. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to end this, again, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, what are some of your, um, uh, what are some of science fiction films that really have really affected you or really uh, stay with you um, as an adult now and kind of inform you as you interact with people in the alien fan world and everything? Well, obviously the alien films um, hold a special place to me. I mean, the whole Giger aesthetic is something I tend to look yes. look for a lot. I look for that biomechanical, and that's something that I... I think that's that's the biggest design element from the series that I've taken away and you know really love is, is his biomechanical essence. Yes. Um, Star Trek gave me wonder. Okay. Um you know, I, I consider myself a very open-minded person, especially when it comes to things like um, all the expanded universes, all the books, all the comics, that sort of thing. I'm mm-hmm. not, cl- I'm not sort of dead set on the films, and and that's something else that I take away with life. You know, I have a very, a lot of interest in reading all the space stuff, and that comes from Star Trek. Awesome, that's awesome. And well, you know what? The the other one is it's very sort of fun. Um, the Stargate series. I hold a lot of my personality to the characters from that show. I sort of channel Jack O'Neill quite a lot. <laughs> all right, all right. But I think those are probably the three core science fiction franchises to me. I mean, there's lots of other stuff since, but they tend to all sort of emulate those in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, Halo. I'm a big fan of Halo, but that's essentially Aliens and Predator with a bit of Star Trek mixed in. Yeah, yeah, totally. I could see that for sure. Um, have you seen Interstellar? I, ha- I, you know what, I was rewatching that last night. Um, funnily enough, I went in there with a quite a quite a lot of high hopes, and it, I was sort of disappointed. Okay. But again, it, it, it's, it's story elements that disappoint. I, I, I'm a very narrative person. I like to focus on the story quite a lot. And spoilers um, for anybody who hasn't seen it, but the random introduction towards the middle of the film of, of love being a physical connection and then only having the end of the film hinge on that idea was a bit oh no you haven't you haven't built into this enough but you know on my rewatch i haven't finished it i got tired it was it was like one o'clock in the morning i forgot <laughs> how long that film was yes three hours almost but no i i enjoyed that for this generation sort of 2001 and you know it takes a very I love all the visuals and how they try to go for as realistic as possible, um, getting that sort of black hole consultant and how there's no sound in space, that kind of thing. You know, I really enjoyed it on, on the second watch. And once once I let myself get over the whole the whole love aspect of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, you know I I have a very different 
you know, per, uh, perception of when I saw the film. I had no expectations. I, I really enjoy um, Nolan's work. I've always have. Um, so even, you know, certainly Memento I didn't really connect with, but The Prestige just blew me away. Um, and then I went in uh, Interstellar, being a fan of sci-fi, of course, huge fan of not just sci-fi, but hard sci-fi. Um, science fiction that really, there's something else going on. And... Uh, Interstellar. By the end of it, I was I went with a couple of friends of mine, and by the end of it, I was just blown away. I was like, I felt emotionally drained. I was like, wow, it was one of the most impressive science fiction films I'd ever seen of my generation, um, in a way. And then the whole Tesseract thing when he goes into the into the uh, into the black hole. I didn't even expect that because Nolan is such a realist in terms of how he approaches things. I didn't expect the film to take this very sci-fi. Um, Hard well, turn. They'd, they'd been talking about like all these other dimensions from the start of the film, so I thought it sort of it sort of led into it really nice. Yeah. It didn't feel didn't feel jarring or anything like that, and that that really worked for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, again, uh, thank you for for taking the time.